I'm going to share with you a word this morning. It's a word that I've been walking out for a few years, but recently the Lord has taken it from here to here, and uh, I believe it's, if you can grab a hold of this, that, man, it'll change everything. It'll change the way you walk. It'll change the way you talk. It'll change the way you live. It will take your production, your produce, your fruit to places you never saw, places you beyond what you can imagine or think. So a couple weeks ago, I was getting ready to step out of my truck, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, the kingdom has boundaries, but it has not limits. The kingdom has boundaries, but it has not limits. And as I began to think about this and it started to be unpacked, I saw that the kingdom has boundaries, but it has not limits, just like a marriage has boundaries. And a marriage has boundaries for us to live by and to walk in, and, and that those boundaries are set up to keep the marriage together. And it's, it's set up to keep a marriage protected. And those boundaries are things like love on each other, pour into each other, go out on date nights, bring some flowers home. It's uh, respect each other, be kind to each other, honor each other. Don't be looking at other men or women. Don't be uh, scrolling through websites you shouldn't be scrolling through. There's boundaries set up that keep that marriage together. And when you step into those boundaries, it creates an atmosphere for your marriage to flourish and to explode. It creates an atmosphere where there's no limits to the heights you can go in your marriage. But when you step outside of the boundaries of the marriage, when you start getting on websites you shouldn't be on, when you start getting on dating sites when you're a married woman or a married man that you shouldn't be, you're stepping outside of the boundaries. And when you step outside of those boundaries, the thing that you've set out to build, you're crumbling. It crumbles. And some of us like to see boundaries as like limits, but they're not limits. Boundaries are put in place to protect things. Boundaries are put in place to keep things together. And boundaries are put in place to create an atmosphere for you to grow and expand. And when you step into the boundaries of a marriage and you start abiding by those boundaries, there's no limits to the love you can grow in. There's no limits to the intimacy you can have. You can keep growing and growing in it. There's no limits to the family unit and the oneness. You can keep growing and growing in those things. Me and my wife, we have this excellent communication. And I purposely did not say me and my boo. <laughs> but me, and it was hard. I almost stumbled. So me and my wife, we grow so much. In, in certain areas like our oneness, when she's sick, I could be at work and I know she's sick. Or she's having a bad day, I know she's having a bad day. We're growing in that oneness. There's no limits to the heights you can achieve when we step inside the boundaries, when we stay inside those boundaries. And it's the same way in the kingdom. The kingdom has boundaries, but it has no limits to the heights you can go. There's boundaries in the kingdom that we're to live by. Sometimes I see it as like, 
like a footing for a home. You, and, and I'm talking like 40, 50, 60 foot footing. You have this footing and man, you could build, build away, build as high as you want to build on top of that footing. But don't start building your walls outside of that footing. Because then what you're trying to build is just going to crumble. So the kingdom has boundaries, but it has not limits. And when we step outside of the kingdom, the very thing we're trying to build crumbles. And so many of us see boundaries as limits in the kingdom. When we come to Christ, oh, there's all these things you got to give up. It's like, dude, your perspective's off. It, it's, there's freedom. The boundaries create freedom. They don't, they, don't, they don't make your world smaller. They make it bigger. Because outside of the foundations, outside of the boundaries, there's depression, there's lies, there's broken marriages. It, it crumbles. It crumbles your life. The kingdom boundaries were set in place to create an atmosphere for you to flourish, not to keep you down. It's set in place to keep things together, and it's set in place for protection. It's a place for you to flourish and go as high as you want to go. So how high do you want to go? What's your limits? How far do you want to take this? Second Peter 1.3. It's a scripture we all know. It says, His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. There's no limits to the all things to life and godliness. There's no limits to that all things. But what limits do we stop at? We could take that as far as we want to go. But how far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to take this? Take the cap off. Step into the boundaries. How far are you willing to go? The Lord showed me last week that there's three places that limits reside. And that's in our hearts, in our minds, and our flesh. James 1.14 says, Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. When I read this scripture, I see that sin is only a fruit of what's in here. This is where it all starts, is in the heart. And I could go all day long and pluck all the bad fruit off of me. All these things that, that, that make it look like I'm a bad dude, I could pluck those fruit and I could make myself look really good. But I'll spend all my time plucking all this fruit, and I'll spend all my time focused on ridding myself of all this sin, but it's really not getting taken care of, and it keeps popping up because this isn't right. This is where it all starts. We know the story of the rich young ruler, and he came to Jesus and he said, I do, I do the law. I keep the law. I, I'm a good dude. I do what you've told me to do. I do what your word says. But Jesus said, but there's one thing you lack. Go and sell all your things, or go and give all your things away, basically. And, you know, before that moment, that wasn't part of the law. 
He didn't have to do that. That wasn't a, a requirement of God. He wasn't doing anything wrong. His life was good. He was a pretty good, you know, godly man. But there was something attached to the heart. And Jesus was like, man, you're doing it all right out here, but right here it's just not right. You have to get, take care of this first. Because when you take care of this, it takes care of what's out here. And you may not be the guy who's cheating on his wife, who's, uh, who ha who's having an affair, or you may not be the, the teenager who's all into pornography, but in here you are. You know what I mean? In here, when your wife turns her head, you're, you're checking out other women. Your heart's not right. And a good indicator to know if your heart's right or not is to see what's, what, what is producing. Is your life riddled with sin? That's a good indication that, hey, my heart might not be right. If you don't have a right heart or you got things that you just can't get rid of and you know it's down deep, that's okay. That's okay, but you got to be honest. And you got to be willing to bring it forth and to face it because it it's not going to take care of itself. You can't take care of what you hide just straight up. But if God gets this, then he takes care of this. You know what I mean? John 15, 1. It says, I am the true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting up and propping up fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield greater harvest. I love that. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as the branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. Just like your body was created for food, you need food to get through your day. You got to have that food. If you don't eat, if you're not eating every day, you're not going to have the energy you need to go throughout your day. You're going to be tired. You're going to be exhausted. You won't be very productive. The same way you were designed, your body was designed to have food, you, you were, every creature on earth was designed to be in life union with Christ. And if you're not in life union with Christ, if you're not connected, you're not getting what you need to get through life. It's broken. It's not functioning right. And it all starts with that heart, getting that heart right. So to take care of your fruit issues, you got to take care of your heart issues. And to take care of your heart issues, you got to be sober. You got to be honest with yourself and honest with God. Willing to bring it to the light. Don't justify your actions. Don't make the word say what, it, what, what you want it to say. Don't make it say what it needs to say to justify your actions. I think we've all been there. I heard someone recently say that the natural way of man is to make himself think he's right. Like your, your mind wants to justify itself. And it wants to find things that justify what you're doing. It wants to make it think you're right. Man, we got to break that and be sober. God, reveal my heart. Sift me. Show me what I need to work on. Show me what you need to clean out of me. And, and here's the deal, man. Why be held down? Why do we want to be held down? Why do we justify our actions? Because it just keeps us stuck and stopped and, 
and clogged up. Like, why do we want to be held down? Why not live life the way we're supposed to live? Why not go to that no limits, you know, no cap? Just go all the way. How far do you want to go? How far are you willing to go? God's called us to a place of holiness and consecration. That's where he's called us. We, we've heard so much for so many years about the other side, the grace, and there is, man, it's awesome, and the forgiveness, and the sin's been covered. That's awesome, and, and I love it. But there's also that severity of God. There's also that place of God where God just wants us consecrated and holy. It's the way we were created to be. Just like you were created to eat food, you were created to be consecrated and holy and set apart and in union with Christ. So the kingdom has boundaries, and those boundaries are set up to make us flourish, but it has not limits. There's no limits to the heights you can go. And three places that those limits reside, it's in our minds, in our hearts, and in our flesh. And in our minds, of course, we all know, the Bible says to renew your minds. Second Peter 1.3. We got to renew our minds to the Spirit of God, to the Word of God, to what God's saying, to where God's leading us. It's what keeps us outside the boundaries. Second Peter says, His divine power has given us all things to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by His glory and virtue. So knowledge is knowing, right? And knowing is believing, right? And believing is faith. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. It also says that all the promises of God are inherited by faith, right? But how do we know what the promises of God are if we don't know what the Word of God is? Or if I don't know what the Word of God is, therefore I don't know where the promises are, how am I going to walk in them? You can't walk in them. Faith comes by what? Hearing comes by what? So it's all connected. The Word of God allows us to hear what the promises are. When we hear what the promises are, then we know what we can stand in faith for. Because the promises of God are inherited by faith. And there was a lot of talk recently, um, thanks to Corey, about what is the Word of God. There was so much talk around the church. And I appreciate that he stirred some things up. And it got a lot of people in the church start looking at what is the Word of God. Is it Scripture only? What is it? And what some of us started studying, and I started digging on my own, and I come to find out, man, the Word of God, when it really comes down to it, it's relationship. Because you had the teachers, the Pharisees of the law, they devoted themselves to Scripture. They loved Scripture. And they, they were in it every day, and they debated, and they learned, and they had it all wrong. It brought nothing to them. It actually, they were dead. So it's a relationship. And when you read the Word, sometimes it'll quicken to you. When you read the Scriptures, it'll, it's some, it'll pop out at you. Man, that's God speaking. That's a promise to you. When something pops out at you, something popped out at me last week that I read a thousand times. I ended up messaging Freddie this 30-minute Marco about this little prompting, but it activates faith in you. It's like, whoa, you grab onto it. Now you can start living it out. Also, another form of word is rhema. It's God speaking to you. 
And when God speaks to you, that activates faith too. Faith comes by hearing. I hear the word of God. I remember I got a car repossessed. And I've been confessing scriptures for so many years, decades, over nearly every week, over my finances and all. And then I got a car repossessed, and I was like, God, what's going on? I've been confessing your scripture. I've been believing for decades, and I just had a car repossessed. What's going on? And he started taking care of this. And when he started taking care of this, this started straightening up. And when this started straightening up, my actions started straightening out. But he gave me something. During that, he gave me something. He said, I would be a place of resources. That was a direct word from God for me. And I started confessing that. I'm a place of resources. Before that time, I had, if you needed my help, dude, I couldn't. I didn't have the time to help you. I didn't have the money to help you. I just couldn't. But after that, man, the actions, my words, my heart was right. And in a four-month span, I got my car repossessed. Two months later, this got right. Two months after that, I bought a car with cash. I was tens of thousands of dollars in debt, and I was telling Bucky, in eight months, I had like 80% of that paid off. And my finances didn't change. My money situation didn't change. And it's not about money. Don't hear me out. I'm just, it's just a testimony of when you get this right, you get this right, when everything starts lining up, this starts getting right, and you start seeing the fruit of it. And we're still seeing the fruit of it. And I'm telling you, to end that little testimony, is that, bro, we live so much, so far above our financial situation. Bucky had my wife look at our finances really detailed. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I'm like, there's no possible way. There's no possible way. And I tell Freddie this all the time. There's no possible way that I live the way I do off the income I make. There's no possible way. It does not add up. But God expands it, man. It goes further and where it needs to go. I got money in the bank. We take vacations. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. One thing I did learn from Bucky's thing is that I need to stay away from Quick Trip. <laughs> wow. That was an eye-opener. One, one last way God speaks to us is God speaks through us. He speaks his word through us. It's the confession. It's a declaration. And there's so many ways you can go in that direction, but one powerful way that we've learned in, in our family is declaring things over our life, over the atmosphere where God has us. I'm a place of resources. Man, I heard that from God. So when it comes out of here, it comes out with authority. It's not just something I'm trying to convince myself of. It's like, no, I'm a place of resources. And now I'm able to help people. I have time to help people. I have money to help people. I have knowledge, the revelation to help people. Like, I'm a place of resources. I'm literally a place of resources. And I can say that with authority now. Recently, the Lord gave me a word that all six of our family will be in ministry together. Well, man, I heard that from God. Now I can start speaking that out. We're going to be serving God together. We're going to be doing ministry together. That's a word from God. I can speak that over the atmosphere. I could declare that into my life, and it'll happen. We've seen it over and over and over again. 
Freddie, he's seen that over and over and over again. When we declare something and within a day or two it happens in his life. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's the way work, God works. It's the words. But it starts with the renewing of your mind. Because if you don't know what the scriptures say, you don't even know if this is right. Everything's got to be filtered through the word. If you don't know the word, you don't know your promises. If you don't know what the promises are, then what are we doing? We're just walking around, just waiting on things to happen. And things never happen. Because we don't have our minds renewed. The kingdom has boundaries, but it has no limits. How far are you willing to go? One thing I was thinking is, it says that we're created in the image and likeness of God. And God spoke and created and rearranged and shaped things. And he created us in that image and likeness to speak and to create and to shape things. We've got to be speaking. But it, start, it, it all works together. If this isn't right, and if you're not hearing, man, you don't even know what to speak. And when you do speak, you're just trying to convince yourself. It's just not adding up. It's got to line up. It starts with here. And you've got to take care of this. So three places limits reside. The heart, the mind, and the flesh. And I want to read Galatians 5.16. It says, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like. Basically, all the above and so much more. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you also in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are boundaries. These are the boundaries set up in which you are to flourish. Against there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Those who live by the flesh cannot inherit the kingdom of God. We're all here. Everyone here. You would not be here if you did not want to inherit the kingdom of God. If you did not want to walk in the kingdom, we wouldn't even be here. So what are we doing? What are we doing if we're just sitting? It's evident. I ask God, like, make it simple. What, make it simple to me. Walking in the flesh, walking in the spirit, just, just make it simple. And what, what he showed me is it's engagement and disengagement. Walking in the spirit is simply just engaging. Engaging with God. Being active and alive. Being engaged with the kingdom of God. 
Some of us come to church and we're just sitting in our pew and we're just doing our thing. And, and it's good. We know we should be at church. We like it. We like the people. And it's all good. But we're not engaged. Monday through Saturday, we're just not there. On Sunday, we are. But man, it doesn't work like this. You just got to, you either engage or you're not. And walking in the flesh, is, it's, just, it's simply just you're disengaged from the kingdom. You're disengaged from the, from the things of God. And it doesn't work. That's outside of the boundaries. Outside of the boundaries, there's no protection. Outside of the boundaries, there's nothing to keep it together. It's just a free-for-all. It crumbles. It crumbles everything. Why even show up? You know what I mean? What are we doing? Let's go all the way. At what, what heights do you want to go? Why put limits on it? There's no limits in the kingdom. But you got to stay within the boundaries. And it's not like there's a God that's just waiting to bring his wrath down on you. It's not about that. It's about, man, he set this up. You were designed and created to live a certain way. Just like you were designed to eat food. You are designed to be in union with Christ. It doesn't work any other way. On the outside, it may look like this dude is like doing awesome, but he's not. He's not functioning the way he should. You don't know what's happening behind closed doors. I live that way. Several houses, over, over $600,000 through my bank account. But dude, I was completely miserable. I was juggling. I could barely keep it afloat. And when it all crumbled, man, I was so happy. It was the best day of my life. I was free. But it, that, that point allowed me to step into the boundaries of the kingdom. And I started seeing what true freedom really is. And what it's really supposed to, how it's really supposed to function. So again, I ask you, how far do you want to go? How far are you willing to take this? Let's read John 15, 5. The only difference between the guy that has all the testimony and all the cool things that is happening, the only thing different is that they made a decision to step over that line, to step into the boundaries and to just run with it. That's the only difference is that they made a decision and we're sitting in the seat next to them debating and fighting and resisting. And I'm telling you, you can go your whole life fighting and debating and say, tomorrow, tomorrow I'll get it right. Tomorrow I'll make that decision. Tomorrow I'll say yes. Tomorrow I'll give up that. And, man, that tomorrow turns into 10 years, man. John 15, 5 says, I am the sprouting vine, you are the branches. As you live in life union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, 
Because you see, you got to be in life union with Christ. And if my words live within you, because if you don't know his words, you don't know the promises, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. Whatever you desire. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. Again, you were created to do life with Christ. That's the way we were created. That's the way every human was created to function in life union with him. While I was back there praying, I heard something simple. I feel like it's like the thing for, for, for this morning is just make that choice. It's just that simple. You've been struggling with stuff for decades. I, man, I have been there so many times. But you struggle with stuff for decades, and it's just a choice, man. It's just saying, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. And, and I'm not saying you're not following Christ or, or you're not devoted to Christ. I know there's a struggle there, but sometimes we struggle with things, and it's just like it just takes us to saying, you know what? I, I, I'm done with that. I just want to live on this side. Let's live on this side. Let's live, on the, let's live within these boundaries and go as high as we want to go. How far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to take this? What compromises have you made that keep you limited? What excuses are you, are you telling yourself to keep you under and keep you limited? Uh, it's, it's a generational curse. Uh, well, well, this runs in the family. Like, dude, we're lying to ourselves. Quit justifying it. God told me. Does it line up with Scripture? The ball's in our court. He has given us everything for life and godliness. He has given us. It lays before you. The ball's in our court. It's our choice. There are no limits in the kingdom. A couple weeks ago, I kept having this deal about looking into the Welsh Revival. And it sparked because Jason sent me a little excerpt of something. And with the Welsh Revival, now this is a no limits thing. Just kind of want to, I want to show you what no limits can look like. So with the Welsh Revival, there was this guy who was in college. The way I understand it. I might, I might get this a little off. But there was this guy who was a college student, and he got a little taste of someone getting saved, and he just sparked something, sparked a fire in him. And he started growing in that. And he thought, man, would it be crazy if I asked God for 100,000 souls? And he went, I think, to his cousin and said, do you think it's crazy that I believe God for 100,000 souls? And his, and his cousin was like, no, I don't think that's crazy at all. So, they, so he started believing God for 100,000 souls. And every little fire, every little glimpse of hope, he would just jump on it and feed it. And in one year, a nobody, nobody knew this guy. And in one year, over 100,000 souls got saved in Wells, in Wells. And it changed the entire country in one year. And we think America's so bad and so messed up. But that country changed in one year from a nobody and it was mainly driven by younger people 
mainly women. So it broke all the rules. But in one year, they say that bars would shut down because they didn't have any people coming. They had to have town hall meetings because they need to figure out what they needed to do with their policemen because they had no crimes to fight. They didn't know what the police didn't have anything to do. The judges didn't have any trials to try. In one year, they had to retrain their animals how to obey com commands because people quit cussing at their animals. Their animals didn't understand anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. The stores would close on nights they would have church because they knew nobody would be in there. They said not just one church would be full, but every church in the whole city, every church would be full to capacity. It wasn't just a one-church deal. It was every church in one year from a nobody. How far are you willing to go? That doesn't happen from someone who's debating. That doesn't happen by someone who's resisting. That's someone saying, I give it all. Let's, let's run with this. One year. And something I've always noticed, when I see people give it up and just go with it with all their heart, man, they explode. They explode. Whatever they're doing, they'll explode. How far are you willing to go? I wrote down a few things about what a no-limits kingdom looks like for me. At, at what height am I willing to believe? You know, Corey, I know you're believing for things. Dude, no limits. Like, what are you willing to believe for? How far are you willing to go right now? What can you, what is it? How far are you willing to go? I was talking to Adam about this. And he said he had a dream last night. And he said he saw us walking through college campuses and we would walk up to people as if we were going to say hi to them. I think that's how he said it. And we would touch them and they would fall down. And that's what, that's what we've been believing for. Like, you know what? We're just going to touch people and they're just going to get hit with the power of God. That's, that's no limits. Let's just go further with it. No limits kingdom in my family. My kids 100% serving God doing ministry together, a marriage that perfectly represents Christ in the church. Everyone I come in contact with, everyone, quick trip, because I'm there like four times a day. <laughs> Supernatural exchanges. What's it look like in my workplace? Everything I touch turns to gold. I literally change the environment and the atmosphere and the and the direction of my workplace. Dude, when, when my work gets slow, I start confessing. I'll go in there early sometimes, and I start praying over that place, and I start declaring jobs coming in. That's what we're to do. Everything we touch turns to gold. They recently came to me with a letter that says that I had to do a certain thing, and if I didn't, I would lose my job. <laughs> and everybody knows what that is. But it's whatever. For me, my conviction was I, I just felt like I shouldn't do it. And so I went in two days later and I said, I, I, I know you got to do what you got to do. And it's out of your control.
but I can't do this. And that situation that was set up for me to fear my job, to fear me losing my job, completely flipped around, and they started fearing that I was going to leave. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to break the rules. We're going to shift things around. Don't worry about it. We don't want you to leave. That's a no-limits kingdom. What's it look like for the church? No building big enough because people flock into the glory and presence of God. A revival spreading from this place that, that just floods this city and nation. Lines of people around the building knowing that if they get here, it'll get taken care of, whatever it is. What's no limits? How far are we willing to go? A church of watchmen and gatekeepers who literally set a precedent for the way this nation functions. The first week I was here, I heard the Lord say that this was an Isaiah 61 church. And this is the part that really sticks out to me. This is a no-limit for occupied church. And they shall rebuild old ruins. And they shall raise up former des desolations. And they shall repair ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. How far are we willing to go? What limits are we putting on ourselves? The only limits are right here. It, it resides right here within you. That's the only limits. And even this week, man, God's been like hammering me on things I got to like step out of. I got to step back into this place right here, back where those no limits are. This no limits thing, this, this boundaries thing, it is, it's constantly on my mind all the time that, that, that how far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to believe? And even this week, I just had to go in there deeper. Just go in there more like, no, no limits, man. No more. We're done with that. We're done with being held back. We're done with sticking, putting limits on ourselves. Let's do this. If we're going to do it. Let's do it. Let's run with it. Let's go with it. As far as he's willing. And I'm telling you, he's willing. I want to read one more thing. Someone sent me this right before we started. And I was like, bro, you don't even know what you just sent me. Proverbs 4.12. Your progress will have no limits. What? Your progress will have no limits when you come along with me. And you will never stumble as you walk along the way. What's crazy is, as he sent that, I was thinking about progress. I was back there thinking, progress. Progression. I don't know why I was thinking this, but this was going through my, this is how my mind thinks. Progress, progression, produce, fruit. Progress, progression, produce, fruit. That's just how my mind works. And then this dude sends this. Your progress will have no limits. Your fruit will have no limits when you come along with me. You were designed to be in life union with Christ. And you will never stumble as you walk along the way. There's a lot of us who, in this house, who 
are called to be leaders. There's a lot of us who are business owners, who want to be business owners, who have these great desires. And I just hear God saying, I want to take you to that no limits thinking. I want to take you from here to here. From this box, I just want to open the top of that box. You'll stay within the boundaries of that box, but you'll go as high as you want to go. If you are a business owner or a leader or in ministry, I want you to come up here. And specifically, Charlie and your wife. And Charlie, like, man, all week long, God's been highlighting you, like, big time. And uh, even before you left, man, I, I just was hearing things. And before you left, um, when we were all up here praying, I told you that, like, you know, we have to conceive before we can give birth. And before you left, I felt the Lord saying, like, you're still in that conceiving part. But that's okay. It's part of the process. Don't get frustrated. And even, even all this week, I just hear him say, hey, I see you. It's all good. I got plans, man. I got plans. You're still in the conceiving. It all works together. Tim talks about pouring these mixtures into this container. And they all work together to create something. But they, but they all need that little bit, and that's what I see them doing. That little bit of here, that little bit there. And uh, I just feel like God's saying, hey, just hang on. Just do what you do. I'm here. I see you, and it's all good. And this spot right here is just as magnificent as the birthing part, as the destination. It's, it's just as cool. There's so much blessing here. There's so much provision here. There's, there's so much testimony here. It's, it's that mountain climb. A lot of beauty to see. Just what I saw before service is just that God's taking, he wants to take us from here to there. He wants to expand our thinking. He wants to, to give us that no limits. When Jesus came on the scene, dude, all the religious leaders were right here. But he was, on, he was somewhere else, man. He was in left field compared to everybody else. And that was okay. Look what he brought. He was hearing from the Father. He was connected to the Father. He had that life union thing. There was a no limits thinking that he was going with. It broke boundaries. To the world, it was super risky. But to God, it wasn't a risk at all. As, as Rod says, it's that risk part. Super risky, but to God, it wasn't a risk at all. So if we'll just all bow our heads. God, I thank you for the call of God on each and every one of these people's lives where you've called them to business, to ministry, and leadership. God, I pray even right now you release to them vision. God, you take them to that no limits thinking, that thinking that is out of the box. That left field thinking, Lord. That thinking that goes beyond human understanding. 
Wisdom that only comes from you. Simple yet profound. Simple strategies yet huge results because it's from the throne. Strategies. Wisdom, knowledge. That totally explodes what you're doing. Like God coming down and saying, boom, supernatural. Beyond what the world could ever do. Beyond what you could ever do. Because I've placed my hand on you. Because I've breathed into it. It explodes. It goes beyond. It takes off way beyond you. You're the spark. God, I declared expansion in Jesus' name. I declare abundance in Jesus' name. I declare everyone standing up here to be a place of resources. Everyone that's sitting in their seats to be a place of resources. We declare strategies. We declare wisdom and knowledge to be released in Jesus' name. I declare divine connections in Jesus' name. I declare a release of resources in Jesus' name, whatever that may be. Money, knowledge, people. And God, I thank you, Lord God, that you remove the limits over these people's lives. God, I thank you that as they sleep, dreams come to them. As they wake, you're speaking to them when their mind is nice and clear. I thank you, Lord, that your sheep hear your voice. And a voice of another they will not follow. And God, I thank you that as they've come up as an act of faith, you meet them where they are. And as these things have been spoken, so shall it be.